to sync my local recording to yeah. my uh oh, tracker. Oh, okay. So Got that's it. why I do it. It's not oh, a unified. Here. Yeah, you look for the <laughs> shut the fuck up, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, very welcome helpful. to Cross Stitch. <laughs> no, no, keep it, keep it. Now, welcome oh. to Cross Stitch. No, that's so welcome to Cross Stitch. Shut the fuck, Rob, and then welcome to Cross Stitch is probably a good way to open this. <laughs> to our second episode of Cross Stitch. You know, the thing where we talk about the stuff that we did with the recording and all that? Yeah, it's that again. I'm here, well, I, me, am Lex, howdy, hey, call me they, and I'm here with, let's, Bree. Hey, Bree and Ajit. I do editing of all of this chaos except for the Cross Stitch. Have fun with that, Lex. <laughs> I uh, also do, like, half a dozen other shows over on Serum Social. So go follow that chaos. We got Rob. That's me. I'm Rob uh, of Robby Rolling fame. And I look at money numbers and write down notes during sessions and other stuff here at Game Woman. And I use uh, he can pronouns. Um, we got Benjedict. Hey, everybody. I'm Benjedict Jumberbatch. Uh, <laughs> um... Uh, uh, I'm T.T. Benjamin. I am the producer and showrunner. Um, I'm also the person that everyone bullies because that's what you do. You bully the producer. That's how that goes. Uh, it has nothing to do with the role. It's just because it's Ben. You got, come on. We talked uh, about I mean, this. I bully you because you're a local cis straight white man, and that's just easy picking. So. Uh, <laughs> true. Okay. Yeah. There. What are you going to do? Deny it? <laughs> and my, and, and my <laughs> pronouns are he, him. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that is your downfall. <laughs> yeah, we got Zadkiel Vaskihov, whose full name I've never attempted till today, and I got it right. I think. Yeah, more or less. Uh, yeah. Hey, my name is uh, Zadkiel Vaskihov. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Zadkiel in Green. Z a d k i e l in Green. I am the creative coordinator, uh, which is just more or less naming episodes and stringing the arcs together so that we've got something that we can put a bow on and do one of these goofy ass recordings across stitch oh yeah that's all you do yeah for sure um yeah <laughs> that's yeah. all that i do that you read i mean that's that's just, i don't read anything you write oh uh, oh i'm a fan of you okay <laughs> Um, look, I'm your biggest fan who's never read a single thing you've done. Um, <laughs> Mom? <laughs> Dad? I was just thinking, that's like my entire family. Nothing's cool with me. I'm not going to read that's it when it is. Right. I'm your mother now. <laughs> I literally. No joke, I ran a Kickstarter and my dad was like, 
it wants me to make an account, so I can't I can't follow it, bud. Sorry. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Cool. So, My condolences. Before we tangent on all of our collective parental trauma, let's introduce our lovely guest. Hey. Yes. Hey, hey, Faye. What's up? How's it Hi. going? Hey, Lex. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, he's pretty oh. good. Introduce oh, yourself. Good. Hi. Uh... <laughs> Um, I'm Faye Morell, known across the internet also as Mendari, which is spelled M-E-N-D-A-R-I-I. Um, I do a lot of world building and writing and, uh, homebrew mechanic design and game design in general. So that's my bag. Uh, I'm doing visual things, but you can't see me because this is a podcast. So the vibes will come across. It's fine. You know what? You can <laughs> hear really, it in my voice. Really, every time I record, I talk <laughs> with my hands like anyone can see what I'm doing. It's very important. Anyway, um, I guested uh, in the many, many sessions that we did of Hearts of Magic, and I'm so happy to be here tonight. I don't know if I was supposed to say anything else. I can't remember. So there we go. And last but not least, we got our other guest, Super Donald. Oh, my God. You criminal. I am Super Dylan or Dylan. Dylan is fine. Super Dylan is also fine. Uh, I don't use she, he, and they pronouns. You use them when you talk about me. Hopefully it's good thing. Put them. Uh, and uh, I am a game designer, uh, an actual play performer, most known for my roles as Ike on the Atomless, Adelit on Unprepared Casters. My games have been featured on several different shows and things. Uh, my most recent game is... Uh, how does that work you're a bicycle is out right now it's so very good uh and i hope that you get it but my most present obsession is this show game woven so i'm jazzed to be here uh, and you're welcome exactly <laughs> i no, i mean it i mean it i'm not being ironic in the slightest i'm so <laughs> excited so what you're saying is you're fully caught up with the show i am i am at the um hold on i will tell you exactly where i am um sorry i'm bullying my our guests already <laughs> no you don't you what don't need to call a bluff too and props to dylan for being like hold on actually <laughs> hold on actually no i will tell you exactly no, you're where right. I'm at. Dylan. <laughs> uh i am Mid, I, I'm, I'm at almost at the end of the Hearts of Magic. Oh, uh, yeah. You are so caught you up. Are caught up. So I'm almost, oh, yeah. but I'm not totally caught up. I need, I need to listen to the last episode. So you've um, made it to the horny zone. two more episodes yeah. coming. The, the whole thing is the horny zone. What are you mean? That's what I meant. Yeah. The horny yeah. zone. Um, yeah. That so, ended up being sex episodes. So. Yeah. So I Wait, never listened to Six yeah. episodes. Six. Oh, well, a little bit, a little column A, a little, a little column B. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I haven't listened to the final cut of those yet, so I don't know how horny they are, but I can only yes. assume. Yeah. <laughs> I think that leads us to our, our, a great first question, which we spoke a little bit about before hopping on the recording. <laughs> if villain's bad, why so hot? I, you know, Scott. I have a relevant like question that, like a um, to that because 
you know, some characters in oh. our episode of For the Queen, um, you know, our, our arc of For the Queen, some some characters chose to die by the hands of vampires. And I have to assume that said characters, you know, were horny for vampires. Even, you know, because like, why else? Why else do that instead of living a humble life, opening a B&B? And &B? kind of emotional trauma. <laughs> you know? I'm trying so hard to make these people repulsive. I put so I mean, much work into making the Undying Empire the worst possible fucking place. Okay. I know. However, and just because it's trauma, yes. like traumatized so adults who are super edgy, like I don't know what you expected. So <laughs> more than Dad, one, I appreciate you and your efforts <laughs> so much. More than once, oh, I have pointed out that the Undying Empire is just the British Empire, <laughs> and we all know British accents are hot. <sighs> so. I, that mm. is canon. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> would go with that. They never spoke. <laughs> they didn't need to. They just they exude it. They just exude the British accent energy. That is very, like, it is very cool to me that in only two of our games has anyone from the Undying Empire even, Actually, like, been on camera and spoke. Mm. Um, I guess mm -hmm. two now, three now, um, with uh, an as of yet unreleased, because we had we had uh, uh, Zanakostovich, and now we yeah. have Circumsuri, um, and, and that's then, it. Do we have right? Okay, but okay. So uh, listeners are going to be hearing this at the end. So it's the uh, who's the third person yes. that you're thinking of? So so uh, I, three three games. I, it was what I was saying. Oh. So so we we with with um, uh, ground self we met mm -hmm. Zanakostovich, who was our first. Uh, intro to vampires and, and then is blessedly went... deeply unfuckable <laughs> truly you said that truly from Surrey, Zad. i then... started okay oh, and then we went almost had... 20 episodes without hearing another vampire speak or even <laughs> yes. seeing one described and then, and then i was like you know what i love me a challenge <laughs> yes <laughs> okay so oh that was, you know what the... was so good too the so thing good. that the thing that clinched it, uh, there's a there's a show called Hard Choices uh, that's run by um, Megan Bob, who's an absolute delight uh, outside of the TPRPG space. So if you want a show that's about ranking the fuckability of fictional characters, Hard Choices uh, rules. But in the episode they did on Disney villains, uh, one of the hosts did a whole like short essay about Frollo. Mm. Uh, that is is just deeply moving uh, and worth hearing. And I was like, I, I need to make this guy the worst. And then I remembered uh, Marissa talking about Frollo in that particular way and how the impulse is towards, like, you find somebody who's the worst and then you entice them and then you uh, get them to open up and then dominate them. And that's extremely hot. And then I was like, ah, fuck, I found, I found Circumcery. I have found how this character goes. I found the terminus of this arc. Uh, by gum, we sure got there in the end. Uh, but if <laughs> anything, any redeeming qualities that Circumcery has are uh, mostly faceful. Hey, Zed, what does recalcitrance mean? Oh, uh, it's... It, shit, I looked up the actual definition. Uh, the, when you no, said I know that what in chat. I'm just asking you. <laughs> I, I 
am saying that mostly because I should just look it up and, and give a technical <laughs> definition, but it really is like under your own power, under your own, uh, the, it is, it has that connotation of obstinance. Yeah, it's, it's uh, childish stubbornness. Yeah, childish stubbornness, that's the one. Um, and that's why it was I the thought perfect it meant word just for Estella. Again. No. <laughs> Hey Ben, oh, yeah, you, you know the casual me? calcitrating. I, yeah. Wait, I. Oh, sorry. No, oh, that's please. fine. Uh, calcitrate is when um you ingest calcium. Uh huh. Oh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. That's it. That's what that means. <laughs> Reca- no. So, recalcitration is the act of doing it again. Doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, like, like refried beans. Re- what else are prefixes for if not to tell you exactly what that word means so <laughs> the the bit here is that uh so lex lore real quick when okay. i was a child lex I, I thought you were gonna do lex luther and Be-be-be. i was like what's happening <laughs> uh lex lore real quick when i was a child i had to lex- go to speech i had to go to speech therapy so when people say words and, and people in the room clearly don't know what it means and they don't ask, my brain's like, just just ask. So some because they won't just ask so everyone knows. Um, so the thing that happens a lot is someone will say a big word and I'll be like, hey, so I know exactly what this means, but I'm gonna pretend I don't to ask. <laughs> and I forgot yeah. to ask what recalcitrance meant. <laughs> yeah. Doing that. Uh, this is retroactively for an episode yeah. that would have aired several aired. episodes ago. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just so we're on the same page. No, it is. It has bothered me since that I didn't say it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That no. must have been. That must have been an enormous weight, Harry Lex. Uh, yeah. 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 For sure. So, so um, um, to, to get back to story stuff. True. Um... <laughs> yeah. Wait, I I do I I have a question. If it's uh-huh. okay. Yeah, let before we move on to the next topic, I have a no, question. No, we had you here, that. so you wouldn't, and you were not allowed to talk. You're just here to watch. I do. I big do. All right. So, Zad, you mentioned something before. before we went off topic. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you created the the Undying Army, um, and you have clearly not, because of the nature of the show, you have not mm-hmm. been there for every instance of the Undying Army's appearances. Yeah. How have you felt about how the Undying Army has like appeared and like, have you felt like it's been a, a good progression, a, a justified progression? Like, I don't know, how, how do you oh, feel Oh, absolutely. That? Yeah, so the, the, the Undying Empire is uh, meant to just be, uh, honestly, it's a holding ground for all of the worst shit. Um, <sighs> Partisan from Friends at the Table, one of the seasons, uh, one of the things that Austin Walker talks about a lot is the all-consuming nature of Empire, and that's still on my mind years later. Uh, And it's just like, when you think about what Empire is and the way that it consumes Mm -hmm. things, and the way that it can be uh, multifaceted, there's space in there for literally everything to exist. And it is in aggregate and in the way that it reinforces its own systems of oppression and propagates itself, that is kind of the true terror of how horrible it is. So like when you guys took those ideas, kind of the baseline of like, oh, hey, big evil empire of vampires. And uh, we're like, well, let's go for a walk and uh, invaded it. All of the things that were said about that fit really perfectly within that. If there's more stuff that we need to do if there's other rules that we need to um, insert. It's like, yeah, that's what the crew from Ernette was dealing with because that's what was there. But like 
the space is big and terrible. Dead steel is what we started calling those wounds, like what. Um, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, that necrotisis, mm-hmm. that, that yeah, the care, yeah. care and that care. like that fucking yeah. rules. Uh, yeah. So I am I am ecstatic with every appearance that it's made. Hey, cool. shout out to Karen and Perrin. Yeah. Oh, Karen and Perrin. Karen and Perrin. Karen yeah. and Perrin. Uh, could have could have could have had a B and B. Could have, however, come. Could have founded a B and B with you, but you out here dying yeah. for a cause. Dying out here, dying for a cause. Willingly dying. Yeah, I know. Uh, at the hands, but I. The character I, didn't willingly die. It was the player's uh, yeah. choice. I just think, well, well, <laughs> you know. But I, but I do. I, I find it very interesting because, like, whenever you create a lore and then you step away and allow mm. people, which is the nature of this show. I find that very interesting to like create a lore and then step away from it and allow other people to to play in it. Yeah. Like how how this, that makes people feel. Like and I the think stuff that's, awesome. that's yeah the stuff that's ultimately the most personal to me are things that I will turn into walled gardens. So like mm. uh the dead nettle as a concept, like uh henbit. Henbit Lamium, um, the character that I'm playing in a couple of different other spots here. Uh, like that character is really important to me. Uh, the Dead Nettle or their or her uh, crew, those particular kinds of Verdrain, they have a specific philosophy. And I feel like I would want to discuss that a little bit before other people took on that specific idea. But like Verdrain is open source, anybody can use those. Um, I just have a very particular way that I want to inflect the very localized a few of the very localized ideas everything else is vibes um paint broad brushes or paint with broad brushes you know draw map, absolute blank spaces uh, uh so before we uh turn into another tangent while we're while we're somewhat on topic uh hey let's talk about for the queen for a second the episode yeah. that dylan for um for those that weren't on for the queen anyone have questions about what happened there I would half... love to know what happened for the queen. <laughs> well, you know, actually, uh, uh, if I can yes end that question. To, to, you may. To, um, I'm curious because both Dylan and Faye, you, you both came in, I feel like with very different vibes. Because Dylan, you were the very start of this arc. We had nothing. We had no idea what was going to happen. We didn't even stick to what we thought we were going to do and plan. Um, Sorry. But that's and... game moving. And we got so way away from I'm, the initial pitch for this arc. Yes. Oh, for, yes. The better, for the better at every single time. Every day. So, okay, so I, uh, I think, first of all, the, the, what we went into was the actually the idea originally was that our queen for For the Queen was actually trying to get to the other queen played in A Queen of Light's Last Stand. And then mm-hmm. we just didn't do that. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Only <laughs> what happened was... I, I was the one in charge of that episode, right? And I, uh, it was me and Rob, uh, and then Dare and Dylan. Dare, who I'd never met before. Um, Dylan, who I've known, but I've only like talked to Dylan face to face like once before then. Um, yeah. And this was my first time being in charge of anything for the podcast. <laughs> um, so I was nervous. And whenever, and I would, and I forgot half our prompts. Um, <laughs> And oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my no, god. No, no, you're fine. And then whenever like someone said something, I went, uh, uh, I can't think of reasons to say no. <laughs> yeah, Honestly. I mean, 
Yeah, I but, oh like God, just got a yes and I guess you had uh, a plan in place. But what okay. the story was was much more in line with who yes. the Queen Blythe ended up being, right? Like yeah. Blythe Blythe yeah, was like... not yes, I know. Blythe Blythe was not someone who would like go and beg for help or like go mm-hmm. on a diplomatic mission. Just not who she is. Um all of this to say though that, that Dylan, you started with zero ground groundwork late and then Faye, you were our, our second to last game in this whole arc with all of these like returning mm-hmm. characters and like things getting pulled in. So I guess starting with you, Dylan, I'd love to know what it was like coming into this space and like building and playing in this world that like was it did it feel similar to like other AP spaces? Like just curious what that experience was like. Oh my God, I'm so fucking glad you asked me this question. Um, No, it's not been similar, you know, to other AP spaces because I, this is my, you know this, I, for anyone who doesn't know this, you're doing my dream podcast. Uh, This is my, has been my dream podcast for so long and you're doing it. I've tweeted about it being my dream podcast. I've, I've said, and I just haven't been able to do it and so the fact that you're doing it is like so yummy to do like a, a an in canon arc with multiple games depending on what the arc prescribes and needs at that time is the yummiest thing in existence in the AP space your trendsetters you're 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 incredible for doing it but so to come into that when i came in i remember asking like is there anything that i need to be like aware of it like am i gonna like step on narrative toes like what what do i need to know um before i start saying shit uh and making a canon <laughs> Um, and at that point you had basically given me some things like that. You told me that undead existed. You, I remember that you told me that undead existed, that there was, I believe you had said that there was like a sighting of a dragon or something. Did did you say that? Yeah, Yeah. there's There's an undead dragon somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, Um, but you, but you ultimately like kind of gave me the, the kind of freedom to say whatever uh, apart from those few guidelines that you gave me. And I loved that. I think uh, it was so... It was such an incredible experience to be able to know that what I was improvising was going to not only affect the story we were telling but to affect a story that was going to keep being told after I left that was so cool to me and I I know I joke with you because you are all my friends that I think that it's funny that I got to say that this city was stinky (laughs) and like that's very funny to me but I think on another level, it was very cool and freeing to be able to do that and be like, okay, I can say these narrative things and I can walk away and then I can listen to this podcast 
and hear bits of of this world like going forward that I'm not there for, but that I kind of am. So like even when I'm not here, I'm not there recording with you all. Like things that are happening. I Arnett still stinks. And I and the the (laughs) but like there are little bits of the world that are still that are still in there and I think that that's very romantic and I love it uh very much. So I I love that I would I would I would say that I would even love to if I worked with you again, I would love more I would I would love to be given like more lore and I would love to work within more boundaries and try to like fit a character like into like your lore and kind of like you know but i i anyway (laughs) i i just love i love i love it so much i have so many anyway i could go on for a million years i think you're all the best and that's the end the end goodbye (laughs) don't look at me we're all just casually internally fangirling so much right now (laughs) don't Talk to me. <laughs> Do not perceive well, me. Here, instead of perceiving you, Faye. Yeah, I was, I was going to say. Good. It's my turn. Incredible. Yeah, this is a little out of order because we're not to your episodes yet, but I, we still wanted to he, know what me, you Faye. think now. <laughs> um, the, yes. Okay, so I will say when I came in, um, I, it was... It is definitely a unique experience uh, in a lot of ways, but also not one that I'm entirely unfamiliar with because I have a lot of friends who just go, um, hey, can you just show up and play a game with me? So, you know, I figured that this would just be one of those times where I just showed up and played a game and we had some fun and, you know, whatever. Um, And I also absolutely love world building. I spend so much of my time doing that and writing and coming up with stories, and I love creating stories with my friends and like just being creative. And it's so, it was so incredible. And like, I was so excited about it just from that aspect of it. Right. And then we started playing our game. And when I tell you that this game occupied every single one of my thoughts for several weeks, (laughs) um, I just like at any given moment in time, I was like, I wonder what they're doing. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder, are they thinking about me? I'm thinking about them. Are they thinking about me? Oh, and like to the point that Dylan was making too about the f- having almost sort of this weird version of legacy, right? Where uh, you have this person or this character or these facts that you have established about a world that people then go continue to progress that world beyond you and getting so excited to see what happens with those characters and like those things that you spun up. Like, I don't know what's gonna end up happening. I don't know if you guys have explored what happened in the city in the wake of what happened after Hearts of Magic, but just me thinking about that and and thinking about all of the fallout from those sessions (laughs) just fills my heart with such joy. I just wanted to say thank you to both of you for being on the show. But also, I do recall when we were first talking about making the show, y'all were both my day ones. Like, so we're using, so we're getting them as guests. Um, yeah. yeah. I love you so much. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> because uh, in this group, for whatever reason, I'm the one who has the biggest list of people to like pull for stuff. For whatever reason, I don't know why. Lex is just that everywhere. Oh, that's so interesting, Lex. Oh, it's so interesting. Why was I um, called in last minute? By the way, why was I on the roster to be So here's the thing. Why was I not uh, planned? Well, here's the thing. Um, we had we planned like the first like what was it like the first like five games we we're gonna play, mm-hmm. and I was like I can't remember what I think it was I think it was the game that Faye was in, um, <laughs> and then basically everything got moved up one when I forgot who called out. Um, mm-hmm. It's been forever, but someone couldn't make it on the game, and everyone like got moved up one guest spot effectively. Um, and they were like, hey hey lads, you know Dylan, let's bring in Dylan for this. I'm like. I mean, I think Dylan would be really great for this game, but like, okay, we'll call Dylan now. <laughs> I I am fully fucking with you. I love actually. It, I but I love to make you sweat. I. <laughs> it's not hard. But I. I mean. <laughs> well, you were going to go into that being like, Selex, Um, why did you want to pick me first? And I just need you to tell me a little bit about. That. <laughs> But if I, if oh I remember god, correctly, I adore you. Oh my god! Okay. If, if I remember correctly, that's what happened. Someone dropped okay. out, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay." So looking at my list of people who I know I want on the show, who would, which at that point was Dylan, I believe Leona. Um, yeah. Uh, Leona Maples on the list too. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. And I'm like, okay, uh, Dylan would be great for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it was like, hey, we need someone who we really, really want on. Who we don't want to, who we feel okay being like, hi, this is a little last minute. Yeah, maybe we can. Hi, wait, Bree, I yeah. we we were a little bit rude. We went on a tangent because I think you had a question that you wanted to ask like a million years ago. Can can I? Am I being? overstepping if I ask you to and this is the part of the section of the podcast where Dylan has fully stepped into the role uh, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> baby. I, I just I just I remember I just remembered as you were speaking I was like oh my god Brie asked a question or started to it and we didn't answer yeah, it. We are all about it's like having memory. What's it like? Yeah, yeah really honestly <laughs> So I, I was just going to ask or suggest if I could kind of like talk through the series of events that happened in the game as a reminder. And um, as we were talking about how in like For the Queen, like the original plan was Blythe was going to go meet up with Irene, but that didn't work out because people got distracted. Which led to in Queen of Light's Last Stand, when Irene got a message invitation from Blythe to come meet her. It left us with the opportunity to have it not actually be Blythe who sent the message. Mm-hmm. So that, like, I remember that's... there was a moment when Nikki, because we brought Nikki from Beholder to No One in to run the game, mm-hmm. and she suggested, hey, if the fight doesn't go well, is it okay if I like have Irene get kidnapped? And the fight was going well, so I just messaged her. I'm like, if you want to do it anyway, you can. I'm fine with it. <laughs> so that led to Irene was kidnapped, and then she was gone for two years. Yeah. While the party went to find her in the adversary game, and I got to play the person who kidnapped her. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a very, there's a very long section of uh, Henbit smelling a piece of paper in the Queen of Lights <laughs> last stand. That was me being like, okay. So Blythe sent this letter, 
if it smells like Ernet, then it's got to be somebody fake. It's got to be a fake one. This is like metagaming. My brain's like, yeah. okay, so then we need to know that there are people in Ernet that are sending letters out. If it smells like the stink from Ernet, again, Ernet still stinks, uh, then, then the letter came from there, clearly fake. If it doesn't smell like that, then maybe it actually is real Blythe coming from somewhere else, but maybe it isn't. I was like, uh, rapidly spinning all of that together. Which I should not have. Uh, that was that was details that Nikki did I not have. I didn't even know. I, I remember that scene. I had no idea where you were going until you explained it. And I was like, oh, that's right. Ernette's really stinky. Of stinky. course you <laughs> smell the letter. That's special power. Zeth will just throw in details and then uh, it will become earth shatteringly plot relevant. Uh -huh. It's, yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah I mean... the, the, the random sneezing at flowers and oh yeah, he's oh, oh yeah. my god, the sneezing. Like yeah. I was like, what's I, happening? Like, are you okay? I do the opposite where I'll drop a lore detail that never comes up again. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I'm still trying to make ducks work. Maybe it would. Blythe loves ducks. Didn't matter in any way. Loves ducks. Okay, so uh, bring it back on track a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we did talk about For the Queen a little bit with Dylan, mm -hmm. um, which you know, for those that weren't there, For the Queen was, um, it was supposed to be about people escorting our queen, Blythe, to an, a diplomatic thingy that went bad. Can I, <laughs> something, can something I actually... Vampires Something something vampires uh, ate her dad. Um, so I'm I'm <laughs> proud of this. I'm so proud of this stupid joke that I'm glad that we got away from. But I originally pitched right. this this arc as eight the queen, uh, which is two games of for the queen, of uh, two groups the the two retinues for the queens that were going to the arranged marriage in order to solidify the alliance and be against the undying empire. Followed by kingdom to to establish the rules by which this now shared kingdom was going to be governed. Obviously, some tangents took place. Ate the Queen uh, being, you know, obviously a bad pun when you take for the Queen and for the Queen. Uh, ate the Queen, except because for the Queen has the tendency to produce terrible queens, perhaps it wouldn't be too bad if the Undying Empire was the attack mm -hmm. that happened at the end. Yeah. And they ate the Queen. <laughs> And, and then it's also like an eat the rich thing, and then it all just yeah. kind of comes in together. It's, it's the each, it's the eat, eat it's the but rich I, eating the rich. I just, but I love, I yeah, love. Yeah, it's you know, so, it's, all there. it's so game moving that the ripple of not, us just not going to that plan at all yeah. turned into. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. So now, the, now the Queen of Shamir has been captured, which means now instead of just playing kingdom and we're done okay mm -hmm. now we're playing adversary followed guy by hearts of magic and only then are we playing getting kingdom. yeah getting the oh, kingdom a lot of this arc was us comically falling down an up escalator not yes. stop <laughs> yes that's like, an accurate was, we description just, for how we do everything we we just <laughs> stepped into a rake and like smacked ourselves in the face and then we're like oh well, it was actually a pile of leaves over there so actually i guess i could use this and then we rake it and then we step yeah. on another yeah rake yeah um <laughs> uh, but yes lex you were it's, you were it's... attempting transition us let's carry on hey lex you're doing My... great you're doing great <laughs> you. okay um <laughs> i didn't notice cutting... how great of a showrunner lex is i think i've never all... noticed that lex is the best of I think we all actually time all take a moment to just appreciate that <laughs> lex yes. it's lex appreciation lex. Dad. here on cross stitch <laughs> So, Queen of Light's Last Stand. Um, 
half of the people in here weren't there for that. That was just Bree, Zad, Ben, and our guest Nikki. Um, uh, what, what, uh, what's her tag so we can do it? So we can beholder to no one. No one. Yeah, Nikki beholder, beholder to no one. one. Gotcha. 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 We'll edit a clean one in there. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, for those of us who weren't there, hey, um, that was the first time for me and Rob where we just kind of got to watch stuff happen. <laughs> so I, I'm actually really interested on the outside take from Queen of Lights mm -hmm. Last Stand because I remember being in it and it was it felt like such like a cool little slice of life, like pastoral little mm -hmm. adventure through the countryside of Shaumir. Mm -hmm. Right up until, right up until it got kind of fucked up. Mm -hmm. um, but that was I. It was it was like I, I I really liked all the dialogue and the interaction with with like it was yeah. Leon and Henbit and Irene had a really good repartee. Um, but like, what did what did That's you all hear from the, the outside? I'm um, so from the outside, my first thought was, this is that song, Poet, Soldier, King. Um, <laughs> it's that one song, they got a poet, a soldier, and a king. Um, other than that, you're right, I did dig the, like, slice of life vibe at the start. Like, if this were, like, an audio drama, and that was the first episode, I'd be in. No, I, I agree. Uh, it, I feel like it's it's really actually interesting to me that we started this arc opposite to last arc with the most like character focused games mm -hmm. of the whole of the whole thing and then have kind of slowly drawn mm -hmm. actually we've mostly just stayed character focused until the very end mm -hmm. um and for me I, like that's... the the th yeah oh the thing with kingdom is like yeah, Kingdom yeah. Kingdom is very for, but like it has a grander scope. Like yeah. all the Kingdom, other, like, all the other games are are very much it like is using those scope, right. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. Very true. The, yeah. In in Kingdom, it's you're playing movers and shakers. Boy, that's an I can't believe you said movers and shakers in 2023. Um, but you're playing <laughs> the movers and shakers who represent the people as a whole. So like, mm -hmm. while you are a character, that character represents a bajillion people. So like, yes and no. To be fair, Hearts yeah. of Magic is also supposed to take place over a, quite a bit of time, generally. Uh, Not yeah, generally a, a single evening. And then it we was were a like, great well, what if it was one night, though? I mean, technically, it was over the course of, like, decades. Yeah, for sure. Because of a flashback. <laughs> because of a flashback yeah. And then an epilogue also. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as uh, I was saying, I, was, I, I find it really interesting that it, it was very character-focused games because it felt like the, the, the three that came out of that game had one of the strongest dynamics built up of all mm -hmm. of our little casts so far, which mm -hmm. made it really interesting to then shove that uh, uh, two new characters into there yeah. um, with Adversary. Yeah, Henbit, Leon, and Irene, I love them as a trio. Mm -hmm. um, and when one of them inevitably dies a horrible death, I will be sad. It uh, will be Leon. I am addicted to killing my character. I can't um, so, so thing, this might be a spoiler that might happen maybe in Kingdom, maybe-ish. Um, I was thinking about, so for, for the two guests, we, ha we, do, we have started another game called Kingdom, which if the viewers, uh, listeners listening to this have gotten to hear Kingdom already, mm -hmm. um, but we haven't finished recording it yet. Um, so we don't know how yeah. this is going to shake out. 
We don't know how Kingdom ends. I'm so, so glad that you're like, spoiler, baby, for the end, maybe, because I don't actually know what's going on. Yeah, I don't actually know. Um, well, Irene is not dead yet. Irene is not dead yet, and that makes me happy because I've grown, grown quite attached to her. She has grown a lot since she got kidnapped. Mm -hmm. So I'm playing a character named Tristan, who mechanically, he's supposed to be a character who can like, in Kingdom, the, one of the character types is just someone who can like see the outcome of the choices people are making. I made him literally psychic. Um, <laughs> dog and i i whenever whenever he gets to meet leon i really just wanted to walk below and be, be like hey man just like just like get your will in order maybe just like we've still got some episodes left we can totally work that in yeah if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't um but i was thinking about that the entire time we were playing i i actually kind of like leon he's sort of my he's sort of my uh game woven oc like I, i'm kind right. of i'm kind of attached to the to the old jackass i, I don't know right. i i like him he's just he's old so he will inevitably die eventually um yeah. as oh. is you also, know as do we all um <laughs> speaking, speaking of leon i'm really interested like we haven't seen yet how he feels about the moves Irene has been making, but I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure at least the thing involving the Stormtooth has him pissed. <laughs> just like, what yeah. do you mean you just got yeah. to be sovereign? Yeah, because... Uh, <laughs> right. So, for our guests, in Kingdom, um, there's a section that by all rights does belong to the Kingdom of Shalmir, but basically no one governs because it's just like... Uh, a, a mess. It's pirates and shit. And basically yeah. like it's just pirates. It's just pirates we and like robber and like and it, it's pirates, thieves, whatever. And mm -hmm. Irene went, sure, your own sovereign like city state now, go have fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well and like yes. Hemeth bullied her into obsessed with that. Like, what a bad lad. Yeah, well, no, yeah, like, so... fully like <laughs> the the state of Mississippi went up to the president and went, Hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, uh, as background for that, because I think this is very interesting, that was some. So the Stormtooth Barony is, was something that Zed, one of the paragraphs that Lex didn't read that Zed, because uh, Zed would, <laughs> would just drop like small, like like one page stories about the game of the world into our chat that don't become canon because they're not recorded, but are nope. very good and very compelling. And the Stormtooth Baronies was one of them about like this section that Shamir technically owned, but was like run by these barons and they were not great people, but they did at least have a handle on the region. And so a whole bunch of stuff. But there's also a whole bunch history. of stuff about like taxes and and like uh, yeah. the reason that you can sail through here. Like the, the reason that Shamir runs it is because as long as people pay the tax to Shamir, then Shamir gives them the banner that they can hang off the side of the ship. And the uh, storm turrets know, like, okay, don't attack the ships that have the banner on it. Everybody else free game, and so it's like this whole, this whole like rolling grid, the aristocracy paying one another as these pirate captains uh, consolidate wealth and start like making moves. That's kind of the genesis of it. This like new money, criminal background trying to legitimize themselves uh, up and comers that are now just a fully independent state, I guess. <laughs> I'm obsessed with whenever Zed goes, yeah, it really all has to go, do, like, go into, like, taxes and, like, bureaucracy. <laughs> this is what I'm talking just, about. Just, but, yeah. They just talk yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah, 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 so, so, so that's Zed's thing, <laughs> but, like, yeah. when I, 
when Irene was approached with okay. this idea, she offered, like, said, hey, like, let's, let's go back to the palace. We can, like, look at maps. We can, like, talk through the details, because um, that might have read to some people, like, she's trying to find a way to screw them over, but she's like, see if I can make this a little more than just you have your land back, go have fun. But Himbit's like, no, just do it now. And she's like, okay. Because <laughs> she's like, yeah. this... This can be more than just here you get your land back. Just like here you basically have what you already have and it's no longer illegal. Yeah, but... She's, she's trying to make, make changes them no longer pirates. Because mm. they're just like officially... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what if yeah. what if they didn't... What if they didn't have... Yet, well, like what if there wasn't an aristocracy? What if there wasn't a neighboring aristocracy, a bunch of old money folks that were... Uh, extracting wealth from the Stormtooth and being like, oh, hey, here's things that we can sell for you, sell to you. Maybe we make this business partnership. What if they had the rights to control the seas? What if they were the ones that were collecting the taxes that meant that they didn't attack the ship? What if it wasn't going to the aristocracy? What if we all held hands and kissed? What if we all held hands and kissed? Have we tried it? started like like kind of a low-key rebellion in this port city? Like, how would we feel about that? Hands across America, Famous failure. Probably because yeah, they just Faye, held hands and did Faye is only getting worse. Yes! <laughs> just from the first episode of Kingdom, first session of Kingdom recording, it's gotten way worse. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. We, we keep fucking so... this poor little peninsula up. Yeah. If Irene lives to see the end of this, I'm going to be surprised, because she's... I, she now kind of has some support, but has doesn't really have, like, friends... God, I so I desperately want to know what's going her. on. <laughs> we'll get oh, don't worry. You'll find um, it. So to, also, to... moving on to the next uh, yeah. episode, which it was like, it was um, uh, to wrap together the um, For the Queen and Queen of Light to like a little neat package. Um, we played a, a game of Adversary, which if you don't know what Adversary what? is, Ben and Zad wrote it. He <laughs> made a game. Oh my God, a bunch of gamers. What? We're really? gamers. Rise up. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Love, so, love, love when gamers write games. It's the sexiest trait that anyone can have. Ever. Oh, just you wait. Don't. I have of several games, y'all. <laughs> do not. Do not Here's the thing, Dylan, you need to amend swimming. that to finish games. We need I can to write talk. We need to, look, we, we all need to talk a lot. Look, Dylan, I will send you all my unfinished games right now. Um, yes. I... <laughs> I sent you my unfinished Google Doc. Please, Please respond. respond. <laughs> <laughs> um, not me literally doing that to Dylan after meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You don't understand. I don't I don't I don't give a shit anymore about anything that is serious. I love a fucking game that is just uh, not not serious at all. Unmitigated is, bullshit. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. What I love about Adversary is that it was written very seriously. No one ever takes it seriously. Every game of Adversary that we've run into play testing or for like streaming or whatever, it always starts out ridiculous. And then there's a turn. At yeah. some point, at some point, something real happens. Yeah. Either the team, either it looks like they're about to lose, and then everyone is like. Oh, we actually need to take this slightly seriously because we might lose. 
or a prompt hits and someone comes out with the most gut punch answer in the history of answers. And it's like, yeah. oh, oh no, this is real. Yeah. And then it always ends with a big bang where everyone's pulling out their big moves at the end. And um, in the case of adversary that we ran for Game Woven, uh, 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 a doc <laughs> destroyed the the evil person that kidnapped Irene. See, <laughs> as I said, I, it's very serious. I want to make a game about a lima bean with the gun. It's only two <laughs> players, and the way you you don't roll, the DM and the player play patty cake. And the one that fucks it up loses, and it's about late stage capitalism. Perfect. I mean, dude, Lex, kickstarted for ten thousand dollars. Unrelated. Lex, no, no, no one else here. Lex, do it. My gun is to your head. You got it. You I'm have to do it now. Yes. You have to do it. I will literally be waiting. If you release another game before you release that. I will be calling you out. Those Our lawyers will is... come for you. Lawyers will be in touch. I will be waiting in the wings. I'm calling it Bean Gun. <laughs> you are being bullied, Lex, right now. This is active bullying. Uh, I am I admitting believe... to my bullying. I can't believe we're all here for the advent of Bean Punk. <laughs> uh, I said, I said awesome. Bean Gun, but I'll take Bean Punk. I, I no, like Bean, bean Punk, Punk is the genre that Bean Gun will start. Oh my god. Uh, Lima Bang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, Hearts of Magic was cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Faye. Oh. Um, we already heard your answer of like what it was like coming in. We didn't know what the fuck was going on. Um, we have anything I didn't else? Know what the fuck? Do you was have going anything on. else to add about the experience? Uh, I mean, like, are we going over like what happened um, in sure. general, or just? I mean, well, okay. So, look, okay, look, no gods, no masters. All cops yes. are bastards. We do what we want. <laughs> so I I went into this game like I had read the little blurb, which I think I was one of the only people who had at least read it recently um because i was like this game is so horny like it's written in that way and i don't think that everyone knew that coming in i had um, no clue but i did and i in the same way that many people choose violence i chose to be horny so, you know, <laughs> so i you. love you <laughs> yeah good. So my, I, I believe the only person your character didn't get there was probably your Stella. Yeah, yeah the I only think person, so. Yeah, only person here you didn't close with me. So that's true. Legs, it's fine. I'll come back. We'll do. We'll do okay, another round with you. Um, <laughs> I forgive you. And I'm like, you, you, you broke through me. I'm like famously a romantic in, nice. in role playing, <laughs> and you, got still, like, you, and you did like, like a I big sacrifice. A little bit. You pitched that one. It was like a one. big like. Yeah, yeah it did. did. It was so good, God. But like, yeah, so I um, I went into this game, like like one of the things about Hearts of Magic is that it's all about, like the whole entire thing is about making messy entanglements, which I love. Um, I've also recommended Hearts of Magic to literally so many people since we play this game. I'm like, have you heard of Hearts of Magic? Do you want to play with me? Um, <laughs> but um, 
But uh, one of the other things too is all about how you're like, there's like a lot of enemies to lovers things. And, and we were coming into this very like politically charged area, right? Where mm -hmm. the empire had just come in um, or had been there for like a couple of years now because our queen had gone missing. And there's the, the people who are native to here being like, well, we didn't really like the queen, but we also super don't like this empire. It's like, what's <laughs> happening there? And then you've got the sort of old power of the aristocracy and the new old power of the empire and like how all of that interacted with one another and we started at a dinner and i was like all right cool so we're gonna have this dinner this night like we're gonna go like a few weeks are gonna go by we're gonna have like some other dinner scene like maybe one-on-one -on -one with these people over here you know whatever and then as the recording session went on for many hours uh <laughs> we all just kind of discovered that this was a single evening and we were not gonna stop and it was, there were so many little moments in that game that were so powerful in their subtlety, um, but had so much impact behind what they were saying. Like the entire dance scene, I just, I, I still think about it because it was so good because there's like out in the hallway, Urstella and Knockwith were conspiring against people who were literally on the other side of the door and those people on the other side of the door were also sort of weirdly captivated by this power play between the three powers of this city or the three like factions of the city which was the lords and ladies the order and the witches all at the same time i didn't yeah. even catch that they were the three pillars of like the powers in the city oh, and i was no. in the fucking room uh, i didn't yeah. catch that oh my god Put that one together it was so good right now oh. Uh, oh, it was just it was so it was so good and like the way that everyone just was so on it too. Like that scene with everyone was so good. And then it, the way that it ended and then it went into a chit. Ah, so yeah. So I think about it all the time and I'm constantly wondering where Maeve went off to. And is, is she a God yet? I don't know. Uh the whole thing was just real good. Um, I like, I loved everything about it. My, the only thing I was worried about was like, this is so good. How do we edit this to be consumable? <laughs> And we pulled it off thanks to me. He breaks amazing. Lots of practice and a lot of time poking through the different music selections on Zapsplat to find mm. just the right vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, I don't know if I've listened. Do you, do you put music that matches with like the shifts in music in that scene in the yes i did oh my god i gotta listen to that oh yeah, my god uh, hey, it, i know we've got a lot of actual play wonks uh that are listeners if you want <laughs> a really really fucking good editor call brianna jean hey yeah ben, yeah, she's not yeah, in yeah, double digits yet for podcasts hey ben what's a wonk what wonk oh, like, someone who's like someone who's like into that Oh. Yeah. Why? Thanks yeah, for right. asking for the definition well, what, of that word. What year is that from? <laughs> like, you've never heard, like, it's all right. Same it's, years on it. Right? It is, it is uh, uh, from the Sorkin-esque era of political yeah. discourse. So we're talking early 2000s, late 90s. Um, I mean, yeah. I was four. 
38, and people like to remind me of that. For Look, what it's hey, worth, you're old. Only... It's really old. Look, I'm 36. <laughs> I, I've never what, heard that before. Look, uh, it, it is still. It is still in you. I know, like, people would talk about policy wonks on, like, uh, NPR politics podcast. So it's, like, it's dated, Sorkin-esque, maybe a good, uh, I guess, think about how opinions on Aaron Sorkin have evolved, uh, and that's probably about where the term, usage of the term wonk lives. It sounds (laughs) sounds like the word that, like, your dad would use. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's because I am your father. Welcome home. You're oh only God. ten years older than me. Dad, you're yet, somehow. two years older than me, and I still don't know. <laughs> Look, hey, this bitch hey, didn't know how to say. I am a social media whore. I am. I don't. I don't exist. I don't exist in that world. Man, you said that word wrong. To, Ben never Hora. had to come out, so Hora. he got to age. Whore. 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 I don't talk to her. He's a real whore. I say it fancy because I'm a fancy whore. (laughs) I think think the dream is starting to collapse, y'all. Anyway, sex works is work. And also, um, thank you. (laughs) It's just objective facts here. Yeah, we're Um, into that. I've never said a single falsehood on the podcast. We're into facts. (laughs) If you care, this is a spoiler for what has not come out for you yet, Dylan. Um, but in terms of talking about all of Hearts of Magic, that final scene, uh, I don't think I've never, I don't think I've ever been more unsure about what side another player or character would fall on mm-hmm. in my life. Like I, mm-hmm. I like I approach like my, my character approach character and and I, I put it all out there and I I don't think I've, I in my like, TTRPG in career. I don't think I've ever been more uncertain. Like, like obviously with like NPCs, it's different because like there's mm-hmm. that separation. But like this is like a, this was a fellow PC. This was like I I felt like I knew this person to a degree. We love living in a moral and, gray area. Yeah. And like in that moment, like uh, uh, Lena and Maeve just had like the entire fate of the future of the show in their hands, and it was. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the cool thing about doing a lot of, like, like, really unplanned stuff or, like, putting, keeping the control Mm -hmm. in the players is, like, no one is in control. Yeah. And the agency shifts and shifts and shifts and shifts. And, like, it really does feel like sort of a living, a living history of this world that we're just sort of, like, going through. And then those two characters made choices. And... And then we, and we're up in the group chat like, what the fuck, 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 what the fuck. So I'm not gonna lie, Rob. If you hadn't done that scene with Lena, Claudius would have died because she wouldn't have gotten an invitation to get you out of there. Which I didn't see that coming. Oh. So, Dylan, for context, because I think this episode's actually coming out next. Yeah, I haven't seen this yet. Mm-hmm. Claudius York has not always been Claudius York. He explained this to Lena in a very private conversation on the way over to where everything <gasps> was going to shit. His name used to be Lena One. And he was a spy on the Ramsey's family, but he got out. And she's just like, so they're, they're bu- we're both just like, yes. This and is, you know, this maybe because he a- slightly caught feelings for a certain member of the oh Ramsey's my- family. I don't know. Yeah. Shut and, up. She, and she's just like, <laughs> 
First off, we have a lot to talk about. Second off, and um, she basically like, cause she had extended her protection in like a sort of deals based way to Circum. But she extended a different offer of protection to Claudius, which is just, um, you're basically, you're under my protection, we're allies. What was like, so mm. cool about that scene was it was really intimate, sort of arm in arm, work, walking through this city. There, It's very peaceful. In the meantime, this like <laughs> Spider-Man superhero fight is happening between Knockwith yeah. and Circumsuri. <gasps> That is like, like fire was everywhere. Oh, yeah, there's and Speaking of Knockwith. The, the only reason Knockwith didn't beat Circum is because Circum was under Lena's protection. She probably had the. <sighs> and it's so I had forgotten and, about and, like, that. And I was like, oh. Uh -huh. We so, all yeah. had, I think, except for Zan. So, um,. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Knockwith, I just want to say thanks, thank you to Ben for playing with the <laughs> the, the unmasking I did with <laughs> with Estella, because um, I was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna play like an idiot drunk guy. I have I've like I've done I've done enough heavy lifting in these episodes. All Schultz in the back, <laughs> I'm tired. Whoops, and I'm like, I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be a spy master. Well, what now. if I? <laughs> I loved that reveal actually, and it was yeah. so it was really subtle the way you did it. But I like knew like you. So Lex is fully sitting on camera while we're recording. Lex playing a drunk guy with a tie wrapped around their head. Like yes. Lex wearing yeah. a tie. Yeah. And I caught this when I was like we were just doing a quick little bit of dialogue. Lex takes the tie off and drops the drunk accent, and I'm like, oh Lex, oh. what? I'm just like, let's go. And then they held and then they held hands and uh see and vine oh, together. Yeah. Lex and I had an intimate scene. Oh yeah, it was intense. Well, the whole thing and, was intense. And it's actually very funny because I was not planning on having that conversation with Lena. My thought was I was going to confront Lex, like, I thought it was going to be like a, yeah, I used to work for you, and now look where I am. And, yeah. and the way the narrative broke out, it was like, like, immediately during that session, I was like, nope, that's not going to ever happen, ever. <laughs> and then I started thinking about, like, okay, uh, the, the person who I'm going to be speaking to is Lena. Where does that tie in? <laughs> and it's like, well, hmm, great. And just, like, the my started roll. It's just that classic yeah. thing of, like, because, like, it, it, towards the end of the first recording session, I figured out that twist of like, I don't, former Luna. That's who. That's that's who this person is. That's why they're back. That's why they're in this, getting all the in up on up in this messy shit. Um, but I didn't know where it would take Claudius until literally that scene. <laughs> yeah, I think that was actually like that's one of the strengths of. Uh playing hearts of magic in that hyper confined space in that like hyper uh confined like amount of time um we were able to like we couldn't get necessarily all of the scenes that if we had had more time we might have otherwise so everybody was playing mm -hmm. with kind of incomplete information and like it just to really kind of pare down to okay what do we definitely want to get on screen what's the most important thing how are we reacting in this specific moment in ways that you just like you can't come back from you can't like rebuild that bridge after you burn it 
Yeah. What I, and what I, oh. No, it's fine. You go. Oh, yeah. What I thought was also cool about it is we kind of had to build the baggage behind the actual scene. So it took place at a dinner party and then out in the streets during this big fight. So, like, we were doing a lot of, like, backloading of, like, the things that had been leading up to it. And I, I don't know, as... I mean, I literally wrote a game where you do that. So, like, as a story <laughs> yeah. pastiche, I was really into that. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer that so much. Um, like, there's stuff that has too much setup, it. too much front-ending. Is, is uh, I would rather just get to it. Well, and I mean, cool. like, they, they say that soul, or, sorry, brevity is the soul of wit. And I think that that applies to storytelling as well. That, like, yes, it would be great to go into all of the details. But you don't actually need that. That's not what stories need to be mm -hmm. told now that like having that context for when you are going through those scenes is really important but you don't need to explicitly say that stuff and i think it yeah. makes those scenes so much richer and i also love the fact that like because this happened in a single night and because what it was was so like pivotal to the events of this city when you think of it, like when you zoom out and you think about this world as a whole, and like you're, re if you were reading a history book about this event, right, or, or rather this time in 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 history, this would not be in that book. Mm -hmm. This would be like this would be the thing that they would go, okay, so you know there were explosions that happened, and mm -hmm. because there had been a rebellion rising or whatever, like that is when this ultimately took over without people really knowing that like the first fire that broke out was because of these these people that were it was so granular and mm -hmm. intimate on mm -hmm. such like that had like such large repercussions. And that is so powerful to me. I think that is like mm. really truly what real world building is about is those small moments that have such large ripple effects that aren't really ever going to be seen by anyone that wasn't there. Oh my God, Faye, I love you so much. That's how, <laughs> that's how I think of this show. And so you, you literally just spoke to my heart. I am so happy to hear you say that the exact way you said it. I'm like, uh, I'm like giddy. It's just, it's Kind of so with good. what you were saying, I was just thinking, um, I don't know who all here has played Dragon Age. That, that is a accurate description. Hi, I, I'm yeah. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm Dragon Age. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I just, just with Dragon chunk. Age 2, it's following a small group of people and then it, like, it ends up leading up to a moment that kicks everything off. And mm -hmm. then you have all that kind of... The game does have it's, issues. It's, I still adore Dragon Age 2, and the second the quest called All That Remain pops up, I will do literally everything else before I do that one. I will, yep. I'm like, I it don't is, ever want to go home again. It <laughs> is it is so interesting because I think that I think that your Faye, everything you said is so important in in what makes world building interesting because in world building we focus on the big pivotal moments the the big turning points the big the the big changes in everything but what makes it interesting to people to want to get into those worlds is what you said, 
those mo those intimate moments where it is something that maybe even the history you said it the history books won't remember that part they won't that i'm going to keep what you just said in my mind for a long time the like think about the part the history books won't remember like in 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 trying to build future worlds like i think that that's something i want to keep with me um and i love that and i think yeah. yes brianna you're right dragon age 2 is kind of that it, it kind of mm -hmm. is that like the 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 part the history books forgot it's it, it, it's the small scale in the, the middle of a big war you know, the only nonfiction Barrett will ever write. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows if he was telling the truth. So um, no, probably yeah. not. Just just and, enough. Um, yeah. I just want to say maybe I'm just super Dylan brain rotted, but <laughs> that also made me think of award nominated miniseries within the Atomless saga. Oh my god. I'm not spoiling love that you think of that. But it actually uh no spoilers, but uh I it feels like that that little speech and like um that idea feels like something that you had in mind, maybe not even consciously as you were writing yeah, MGM in our... that game. If I recall, it, it's, it's, a, oh. it's a prequel. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was going to say, as what I recall, it is a vignette, like, look into the past, like, four-episode miniseries thing of a place you visited multiple times or something in it's it's a, it's a, it's a, yes, it's a, a vignette, four episodes, yes, into the past on the planet that the majority of our first season takes place on but deep into the past and then it it is it is not meant to show exactly why it went and became the way it is it's just it's just a showcase of before it was a dystopia what it was like and and the seeds of of how it became you know um that way um and and following just like regular people living on the planet yeah. as that was happening um kinds of things too are so yeah. they they're so impactful because like you said dylan like of course you as the individual you're going to relate to other individuals right mm -hmm. like you're you're it, you're going to be hard pressed to find someone who is going to go, ah, yes, this entire government entity, I identify with that. Yeah. That reminds me of me. Um, and generally, those people are unpleasant to be around. So I identify as the House <laughs> of Lords. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I relate to that. And um, like a lot of people, um, because I, I personally do a lot of world building, a lot of people ask me why I do so many things that are very, very character focus mm -hmm. um and set up those little things and it's because it's because of the impact that they have and because the stories are going to be so much richer and because like really truly in reality as well as in fiction the people who like a lot of the time 
big pivotal moments come down to a person. One person was there or they weren't there. And because they weren't there, this thing happened. Or because of like this coincidence. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um and that is I don't know. I think you just tell such compelling stories when you has set up those moments for people to be able to grab onto. And I think that Hearts of Magic is a really wonderful game that does that. Yeah. And any mm-hmm. any tabletop game that does that, I'm obsessed with. So. What um, I like about the character focused stuff is how um, you can you can extrapolate out so much. So a lot of what we do back in the group chat on Game Woven is we'll take like what we what basically we'll be like, okay, what happened in the recording? What have we accidentally established about the world by? doing things or taking certain actions or declaring that certain things are true. What are the larger ramifications of mm-hmm. that? So by the end of Hearts of Magic and doing a bunch of other stuff, I was, I've sort of like reverse engineered how magic works in this world. <laughs> oh, like I've right. kind of figured it out. Yeah. But we really, couldn't do I know it. Because I know why we played that game. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like we can't, like I can't, yeah. That's great, is what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you said, wait, yeah, that's no, 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 no. I'm just excited. Don't, (laughs) don't, don't listen to me. Group to 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 play Hearts of Magic. I was, I pitched it. It's like we'll totally figure out magic stuff. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and it's so funny how we did and didn't at the same Uh time. But like, I feel like I really understand, like, what magic is in this world now, where we've kind of been in murky waters with that aspect of it but and it, and it comes from the little details like mm-hmm. the um the gift from the god of the silver tongue or mm-hmm. the invocation of the brazen or the fact that a cost had to be paid to cast this really powerful spell like all of these things like gradually add up and add up and i'm like oh wait a second okay i get like i get it now i could sit down if i really needed to and i'm not gonna um i promise unless i get a lot of free time and i'm bored uh, uh i could sit down and probably like slam out 30 pages and be like here's like a treatise from some old dude with a beard mm-hmm. about yeah. how magic works in this world so here's a book on magical theory it was it was hilarious because it was like the day after we finished recording oh yeah for still, like 30 <laughs> minutes ben and i were just going back and forth i was like we're going ham on that oh, i invented I a philosopher He's got a Greek yep. name. Oh I yeah, it's all in there. That either. I got to invent deal magic. That was yeah, that's was pretty cool, fun, yeah. and I look forward to exploring yeah. more of that in the future oh. because Circum still owes Lena. So I'm also one thing... so glad Lena survived. So I got to drop the. I had exactly mm. one plan for that character, which is <laughs> if she's alive at the ending, reveal that her full name is Doria Lena, and she. Uh, and she was the original owner of the book that that taught I read magic. Hell yeah. Um, so one thing I thought was interesting that we didn't note in an episode, but I mentioned in the group chat like we're talking about, was um, so we this is mostly my fault because I thought it was interesting and I can't bring it back with like little gifts from the gods that are just like, hey, here's a little thing you can do. Mm-hmm. And at, I re- we realized that at no point did we have someone who just prayed to a god and got magic. Like there's no just like, D clerics in the setting so far. Yeah, it's always a god going. This would be funny. <laughs> Isn't that sort of like very on brand for that game that you played? That was like whatever God's laugh and glory. Oh yeah, glory fails. Oh, God's laugh or something uh, like that. Like that's exactly that's the skeleton. what it is. Yeah. Most the skeletons, skeletons, but the the, the on brand for the phrasing of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
Which is why uh, in the future we do plan on doing a uh, quote unquote god potluck where we just oh, figure yeah. out how the gods potluck. Um, yeah. God potluck. Yeah. Like right now, our pantheon makes no sense. There isn't like, it, we're assuming, like, I'm assuming it's only going to make it worse. The potluck is going to make it yeah. less sense. Because like right now, we like we have established a god of travel, a god mm. of peace, a god of coward. <laughs> uh, also, yeah. god of war, a god uh, of brother to the brother to the god of, of uh, peace. God of war. We've got a moon and a sun. Yeah, we got, got a moon and a sun. sun. Apparently, the the sun is also the trickster god, which mm -hmm. love that for us. Love he it. The trickster. <laughs> He's we also kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it just, it's just like, I don't. How are these guys? Are they just randos? Are they family? Are they like? Uh, is it Greek rules where they're all related? Is <laughs> are they all fucking? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what's the rules here? I want to know. <laughs> um, uh, honestly, yeah. No, yeah. Part of the reason I want to do the God's Potluck is to not have uh, a single unified pantheon. Like, it's... it. Of course, yeah. But, like, yeah. It, it, I don't I'm know the rules yet. super looking We're forward to... Now. Yeah. Oh, I'm super looking forward uh, to uh, everybody bringing in something, though. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I already know what my game is going to be, and I'm very excited for it. God Killer. Two-player holy fuck game. Yeah, baby. God I'm just like, I have to. Out, out. I have to. So I think with that, Shit. we're going <laughs> to wrap up this episode. Um, Dylan, did look like you had an... Uh, it was definitely going to be the most poignant closing thought ever. If you could just give us that oh, real sure. quick. Yeah, oh my god. Ahead. Do you know how sometimes when you want to kill your best friend? No. Um, it's sometimes... <laughs> sometimes when... So doesn't Rob Loaf uh, knows that really spot well. Yeah. Like that, I want to kill him. Um, no, I <laughs> love love that Rob so much. Um, no, I was gonna uh, not say anything except accentuate the point that you should absolutely join the Patreon for this show because. Uh, it is the most innovative thing that is happening in RPGs right now and actual play. Aww. And you should be funding it and making sure you're in the ground floor. And hey, uh, two-fifths of us are non-binary and it's Pride Month. It won't mm. be Pride Month by the time you hear this. Shit. I take that but, back. But you no, know what? Pride Month is like Pride Month. supporting so Pride Month all year your next Pride Month. Yeah, and there you go. It doesn't matter... <laughs> <laughs> we're oh I'm sorry it's not pride month so you don't support the game <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry yeah, you're, that's what you're, I'm saying. you're not supporting the gays because it's not pride month yeah, uh, yeah that's up. my stance yeah. sounds like um, there's only one way for you to fix that wow. I'm so sorry <laughs> to say wow actually <laughs> disgusting disgusting of you hey anyway next month is gay wrath month yeah um, <laughs> god so, so what are we all burning down? Uh, the viewers it. who are <laughs> supporting the, uh, the 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 Patreon. Anyway, I I do love the running bit of bullying viewers into following us. Um, there's been at least two episodes I've been like, hey, I'm black, so we don't follow. You're kind of racist. Racist of you to not. Yeah. So no, I think that's a little valid. bit of a uh, Yeah. <laughs> Follow because Lex is black. It's do it's it. Easy and as no that. other like, reason. But if you're not, 
Does that mean that you're not following? I actually, black, I, like, I, I judge up. you. I judge you a little bit. You heard it here first, folks. Incredibly anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of Cross Stitch, the second show under Game Woven, which is the broader show that is our show of Game Woven. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Thanks. Jesus. Um, how the fuck do I kick Alistair out of here? I got it. Uh, no. Alistair, you're a bitch. Leave. Yeah. You will kick him. Yeah, sounds good. Well, a big kick comes. Hold on, hold on. No, wait, hold on, hold on. No, don't, don't. Shut up, Rob. Shut up. Shut up. Stop typing. Stop typing. Stop typing. So I can stop recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, you can. I will say, I... I scared order. 66. Wait, 67. Wrong one. Uh, wait, fuck. 66 was kill all the judges. I meant 67. What did you do? What did you do? You yeah. <laughs> oh, a surprise birthday party. 60. No, shit. Fuck. I guess I'm a sis now. This is what I get for putting the surprise birthday party next to the commit genocide order. Ugh. Oopsie doopsie. Oh, man. Oopsie. Don't you hate it when you get Nobody's nerfed. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. Nobody. Um. So thank you both for being the here. Giant thank button you. to make him leave. Oh my god! Thank you for having us. Like, oh, shut the fuck yes. up. Hello. I'm happy to be here. And. Thank you for listening to that episode of Cross Stitch. Unfortunately, a good chunk of it had to get cut for time, but if you want to hear the extended cut, it's on our Patreon right now. Go! Go listen! It's right there! Come on, go! If you want to follow us and support us, you can just follow us at GameWoven. Everywhere there are names, because we got GameWoven everywhere. We did it. Yeah, we were on the ball for that. If you want to support our guests, you can find Dylan at Super Dylan, S-U-P-E-R-D-I-L-L-I-N, on Twitter, if that still exists. And you can find Faye at Mendari, M-E-N-D-A-R-I-I. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Um, if you made it this far, this is the secret part, why I tell you that you're my favorite. Okay, kiss, kiss, goodbye.